0: Well, he like,
1: moves so much when he talks, too. Yeah, that that's is... right. That's right. <laughs>
0: well, all right. So let's get it going. Uh, this is Season 4, Episode 5 of the Art Fight Podcast. Welcome, Sensei Joe Nolan. Welcome, Thank Andrew DeLise.
1: Thanks for having me. It's
0: so cool to have you here. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm excited. And you've got a lot of things coming up that we'll tell everybody about, but for now, just want to sort of like settle in. It's been a crazy uh, day for me personally, and I just feel like, you know, sometimes when your car's in the shop, everything in the world goes upside down. Yeah. You start to realize, Nashville's such a car town. Oh my God. And you, even with Uber and even with, it's, you have to sort of balance it out. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, it's been cool. I've been able to rearrange my schedule to a, to a, you know, a minimum. But I don't recommend having a car that doesn't work. <laughs> just just putting it out there. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, welcome. And uh, you're enjoying some of the fine coffee from our spot next door. Yeah,
1: I've been wanting to try out White Bison, so yeah. this actually worked should, out pretty they good.
0: Should, should, they, they should, should like sponsor us. Well, I hate to say it. Can I hear you, Joe? Can you hear it? I can hear it. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can okay. hear you. So um, I would have to say in a way... I feel bad. They kind of already sponsor this show because they kind of hook me up every time I go in there, and they're just really mm. nice about it. But it's a really funny phenomenon as to how this happened. It's very Sunfeldian because it's st- you know I, I started in this spot about a you know a little bit less than a year ago, whatever it was, eight months ago, and I got to know the people there really well, and they were super nice, and we we're all kind of buddies, and and I would just go in there all the time. So then they just started just kind of giving me coffee, and then the manager was one of those people, and I got to know her really well, so. She even teased one of the other people working one day, like, hey, "You haven't gotten Brian his coffee yet, <laughs> right?" And then, but they were like new people, uh-huh. so they were kind of jolted by it, like, "Oh shit. Like I didn't realize, so then what's happened is you know it's a they got turnover it's a coffee shop Mm -hmm. whatever so they're like three layers deep into people now that have like i'm in the they've all been specially (laughs) trained to know that brian gets coffee for free but they have no idea why (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 so So it just makes it just give it to him just give it to him (laughs) trust me uh yeah so anyway that's they they they're already really kind kind benevolent beyond what is actually required uh, so we'll just go ahead and call them a sponsor, even though. Yeah, and the coffee's <laughs> yummy, and it, it really is the fuel behind our Fight Podcast. I don't, right. think,
2: I don't think I've done one of these, except for maybe on the times when we've had alcohol. I don't think I've ever done one of these without
0: without a white bison coffee. <laughs> without a hearty white bison. Hearty white bison coffee. Uh, but anyway, so as you can see, we do a lot of meaningful, meaningful things <laughs> here, Andrew. But, <laughs> so, yeah. so you train here. Uh, uh, tell us about, uh, tell everybody what you do, what you want to do. <laughs> um, well, I
1: train at Nashville MMA under Chris Beasley, sit the law tie. Muay Thai. Yeah. Um, at night, during the day, I work at Simmons Bank. I'm a compliance specialist, so kind of two different worlds there. Or is it? Um, yeah, it uh, sounds like, <laughs> comply, comply. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm actually, I'm lucky now. Um, I just kind of switched over from the retail side on it. Mm-hmm. So now I actually just get to sit behind my computer in my office and not deal with anybody. Oh, that sounds just good. Just my computer, yeah.
0: That sounds good. Um,
1: I'm really enjoying it, so. Customer yeah, really service nice. is difficult. It is. <laughs> well,
0: what's interesting to me too is that there's so many, um, especially in the in the realm of fighters and fighting. It's such a specific, hard thing that you're doing. That everybody's got to sort of live in these dualities and and hoist up two different lives or three different lives to get that one uh, piece. Uh, you know, the fighting with enough momentum perhaps to. Mm-hmm. G- carry itself you know which is also kind of a blind pursuit you know like in the same way that I've felt about music or anything else like what's gonna happen like the worst the best thing that'll happen is almost the worst thing that'll happen at least in the case of music right it's like oh a a big record label comes and says here's a giant advance that you now owe back and now you have to do Mm -hmm. you have to you know change what your whole thing was to be kind of what our marketing program is for you right and then all of a sudden you're wearing clothes that you know are way nicer than you would ever wear this is a Brady Bunch episode right right (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no, but I see that with like you know, I mean, but a lot of the greatest champions, even at the UFC level, um, have had very uh, parallel lives, and even now, like uh, even with like Steep Emiotech, you know, it's mm-hmm. full time firefighter. <laughs> I mean, uh, so anyway, like I saw, but I, but I do think it's interesting that those things play whatever their other thing is does have something to do, yeah, with it's related because it's you right mm-hmm. like you're the connective piece in that so i guess i'm curious about like where where um something is boring sounding as compliance management what is it What they they called
1: i'm um, compliance specialist so. specialist yeah yeah
0: because yeah, there's the regular compliance people but then there's the specialist yeah. then, <laughs> that should where, i where, do is like
1: that, the little the little extra do you have a fight the, nickname uh fancy
0: oh that's good. fancy
2: I yeah. say you could be called the specialist Hey, that, yeah. would, that, would, that would work too, I guess. I'd have to get
1: really good at one thing. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's but, uh, true. but anyways I, I just think Fancy. that's really.
0: I think that's really that's really interesting. um And I bet that you probably have a uh, a sense of organization and uh, maybe something like that. Is it, do you have like right brain, left brain?
1: Um. Yeah, I th- I'm a planner for sure. I yeah. like to plan everything out. Very organized. Um, yeah, so I don't know which side that would actually be considered, but yeah, yeah, I like to have like everything planned out, know what I need to do, and just, I feel like I can tackle things a lot better that way, just it, when I go in with a plan. And like there's fight-wise, the, so I, always, parallel, right? yeah, I yeah. always try to go in with a plan. Sometimes it doesn't always work out, but mm-hmm. I, I try.
0: But I would imagine it's something where it's like, well, whether... It, I mean, I approach a lot of creative projects like this, like we're in the midst of one right now where it's like you just take a, your best stab as to you have to start with something mm-hmm. so that you even understand cognitively that you're deviating from yeah something to try to do a plan you know B or C option yeah. or, or whatever. You just have to have a point of orientation in, and yeah. in and yeah. sussing out of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like you I was you know I've always had that sense of
2: like. When you get stuck in a creative situation or something like that where I don't know what I'm doing or whatever, then it's like you you might want to just obsess about it. But it's like what you really need to do is just do anything. Just do anything. Because then you'll <laughs> fucking suddenly have your bearings. And you're like, oh, well, no, that's now when I do this. I see oh, that's terrible because it's not more like this. And that's yeah. what it needs to be. And now I know that because I did it all fucking wrong.
0: And I just had to do it just had to try. <laughs> what, I, what, what I love too is the, the idea that, um, while that is super convenient to be able to have that sort of re- re- reflective little conversation with yourself mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. whatever it is that you or me or somebody like this is right is creating in this way, mm-hmm. you, Andrea, are worried about being punched in the face. That's yeah. true. And so there's like <laughs> a different sort of an urgency around all the processing or the speed of which I suppose yeah, you, you have to do that. you definitely
1: have to think quick. But I think part of it is you just, <laughs> you have to train your body to react. Uh-huh. Um, yeah because I mean I think it all I mean at least I mean this will be my 12th fight I think um, so the more fights that you have it kind of comes a little bit more easier but you know as soon as you step in there even if you do have a plan I mean it can just go right out the window so you do have to like rely on your body and I think that's why so many coaches kind of say you know like the basics are so important because mm. it just comes out like the more that you drill it it'll just come out so it doesn't really matter if you have a plan then your body can kind of just take over and Mm -hmm. fight your way out of it
2: yeah that's interesting i think you know i know that i kind of don't care for this part of like the gym world because it's it's because it's it fucking grinds you to the bone but um but like the conversation no matter whether it's jujitsu or if it's the kickboxing or whatever you're doing every coach is just constantly reminding you that it's like reps, reps, mm-hmm. reps, reps, reps. Do it again, do it again, do it again. Because that's like, ultimately, that's where this is going. I like the more sort of brainy, analytical, silly, time-wasting things we yeah. do in the gym when I don't Fun have stuff. to be killing myself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I love that shit. That's why I'm there. <laughs> but the reps, reps, reps is like really at the core of it all, it's like, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get to a place where your your body knows what to do so your brain doesn't have to even get involved, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just yeah. so
1: it just automatically comes yeah. out, because I mean...
2: See,
0: it's not a time for thinking.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just has to flow super, super quick. And so what's
0: been your path to all of this? how did how did you get um i mean i hate this kind of question in a lot of ways because it's just sort of but it is in the same way it's kind of it's kind of meta of what we were just talking about but just as a point of orientation in terms of you
1: yeah um um, yeah well when i started i started doing it just to work out i actually started with Mm -hmm. karate um back home in kentucky
2: Mm -hmm. and And um, so you're like in high school or something
1: uh no i think i was 20 21 i think when i started karate um i actually worked at a bank there and Um, my old coach came in and had on a karate sweatshirt and I was like, Hey, where do you do that at? (laughs) And he was actually opening up a new studio. So as soon as it was opened, I went in and I started doing karate and then Mm -hmm. he used to have fight teams and stuff. And all of a sudden he was like, well, I want to start fighting again. So I was like, well, I'll give it a go. There's like probably four or five of us after I'd done maybe like two nights a week for a year of karate. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what I was doing. but he decided that he wanted to do a fight team, and I was like, sure. And he signed us up for the IKF like national tournament mm, in cool. Florida. Just to getting toes in the water. Yeah, I trained for six <laughs> months, and I actually trained for um, an above the waist kickboxing fight, mm-hmm. like the old traditional like American kickboxing. Yeah. Um, and like a week before it, I found out I didn't have a match. So they were like, "Oh, you're gonna do low kick." I'd never even thrown a low kick mm-hmm. to the leg. You know, I'd done it because I was crossing over from karate so i switched over and so now
2: um, in in that situation there's low kicks and high kicks is that what yeah they had
1: i think at that time it's changed because that's been a couple years ago they did they had low kick which was you know basically leg kicks mm -hmm. and then um punches body kicks but no knees or anything Oh, okay i see Um, because the division i went in everything had to be above the waist kicks punches everything
2: everything okay um but then they said, oh, no, you're going to have this leg yeah, fight now too. Yeah, no, I had to
1: like do this, yeah. and then... And
2: for, for our listeners who uh, who like are into painting and shit, uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, I just want to say that it's like when it comes to learning how to throw the low kicks to your opponent's legs or how to defend against them, yeah. it's a whole other so,
1: encyclopedia so of information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so different. So,
0: and it makes and, all the possibilities and, of what you're doing exponential or the things you have to defend against exponential because of yeah. all the variables. Yeah. yeah.
1: Plus, it hurts a lot more when you've never took a leg kick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You got to build that up. It hurts really bad
0: if you just get blindly hit (laughs) with one. Uh, Like, actually, never.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then I got in the ring in Florida and had no idea what I was doing. And. Fought up like at least one weight class because I had no idea like how to manage my weight or anything like that. Got the crap beat out of me. I mean, I oh, think I did man. pretty good, but I broke my nose. Like, oh, my I gosh. was sore for probably like a week, but I was Whoa. hooked. Uh-huh. And wow, I haven't looked back. Wow, that's amazing! Wow, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was fun. I want to do it again.
2: Wow, okay, that's a real that's a quite that's a great story.
1: Yeah, so I've just I've never looked back, and I had um.
2: Where's home in Kentucky, by the way? I just wanted to get that. Um, Houstonville. Houston, though, where's a, that at? It's
1: a super small town. It's like an hour south of Lexington. Okay. Um you you wouldn't you'd miss it okay. like if you if you blinked. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been to Lexington a number of times, but I I don't really know that area of Kentucky very well.
1: Yeah, it's super small, like farm and town. Uh-huh.
2: My wife is from Bowling Green, so I'm okay. always curious about people who are
0: from who are from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky is where every weird car on Craigslist that's for sale for crazy cheap <laughs> is. They're all in Kentucky? It's for some, I don't know what it is. I find myself, you know, uh, every couple of weeks, I'll just dip in and just kind of just, I'm, I have a, anyway. It's and a car problem. Yeah, you'll definitely <laughs> yeah. be in
1: the shop if you bought one. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs>
0: but you'll just find, like, there'll just be weird, weird cars mm-hmm. that are actually really uh, interesting or historically significant or whatever uh-huh. that are just laying around those kind of towns, those kind of places, you know, like, and a lot of them uh, are, you know, the old lady drives it, you know, that she bought it new in 1974.
1: And yeah, yeah. my dad actually um, like buys and sells classic cars.
0: Oh really? Mm-hmm. In Kentucky? Yep, in well, Kentucky. It's her dad. See? It's yeah. all him because <laughs> he's he knows, probably had a couple of those. <laughs> he, he spends knew. lots of
1: times on Craigslist. Like, so. Oh,
0: I bet. <laughs> I'm in like a treasure trove here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's got a lot more buying power than I do. Yeah. Uh, but uh but that's really cool. So do you do you have a car um, uh, appreciation or enthusiasm? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean I grew up. We were like at car shows like every weekend. Oh, cool. so Yeah. Now it's something like really special. Like every time I see a you know a classic car, I think of him and stuff. So. Oh, that's. Cool. it's really neat and he he's got a classic like truck right now but that's about as much as i know about it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
0: and then you're you're too organized planned out and smart to drive a weird old car
1: oh no i'd love one yeah but i'd have to as be a second car, maybe. yeah i'd right, have to yeah. be closer to him so he could fix it all that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh because he can fix them too oh yeah yeah he can do do anything to him so uh, okay
0: well, well we'll talk yeah that sounds good <laughs> This could be the beginning of a real problem. Yeah. Uh, no, so, all right, so you got you got smashed in the face, mm-hmm. and then you were like, this is completely for me.
1: Yeah, this is fun. All right. <laughs> and,
2: what, can you try to explain that at all to us? Like, what? Wh- why did you feel that way? Because I could see lots of other people feeling like, I don't know why I did that, that was one of the worst experiences of my life, um, I'm never gonna do that again.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, when that, that fight, the only part of that fight I remember is like, the very <laughs> first time I got punched in the face, <laughs> Because like I had never even really sparred before, uh-huh. like this was one of those that like I probably shouldn't didn't have, done. have enough yeah. experience yeah. to be in there. Okay, but, um,
2: very honest. <laughs> yeah, but I and also I took, very evident. Yeah, I yeah. took that yeah. first punch and I
1: was like, "Ow, that hurt!" <laughs> so then it was like fight or flight. You know, like I've got to hit her back, and uh-huh. then I just remember just going like as you know and just not stopping. And I remember I uh, knocked her down. Couldn't tell you what round it was. Couldn't uh-huh. tell you when it was. But I remember standing over her. You got and it was taste, like the yeah. best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did that. You know, like, I was proud of myself. And then after it, you know, like, I lost. It was, uh, I think, like, split decision or something. She won. But it was just, like, it felt good seeing uh-huh. how much time I'd spent in the gym. Mm. And then I got to put it to work. Even though I didn't win. But I got in there and I tried. And, like, you I saw did. What you could do, yeah, yeah, I saw what I could do. And then I could just... I just wanted to keep trying to get better and better, and like see what else I could learn, and um, you know, that's that's my favorite thing about fighting and actually getting in the ring, is everything leading up to it, and being able to like see what I can do in those you know couple minutes that Uh that I'm in there.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I think um, uh, I was gonna say that you um, you know, it's it's very telling that that you like you said you got this moment where all of a sudden you're getting punched in the face and you're like. (laughs) Then the instincts kicked in and the training kicked in mm-hmm. and it was like, well, are you going to, are you going to crumble and quit right now? Because that's something somebody might do, you know, or, or was your instinct was, I'm going to smash her back. Yeah. <laughs> and that to me, that's yeah. like, well, yeah, maybe you should be a fighter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's one thing you got to think about when you're in the ring is that other person's trying to come after you. So you yeah. either let them or you go after them even harder. So yeah. You kind of got to go one direction. I felt like
2: I've only seen one of your fights on YouTube mm-hmm. and it looks to me, at least in that fight, you you sort of took the battle to her. Like you were you were um not necessarily overly aggressive, but you were definitely, you know, you were definitely throwing lots of strikes, landing mm-hmm. lots of strikes. You weren't counterpunching so much, you yeah. know what I mean? Is that more your style, do you think?
1: Um honestly, I I would think I've, I'm becoming more of like a counter fighter mm-hmm. on that one. I was kind of surprised that I went out and kind of attacked so quickly did it
2: does it, um, does it seem like that to you too that seems like a fair way of describing it yeah yeah, yeah no,
1: no no i i definitely went out there and like went straight to her uh she missed <laughs> yeah, weight cool by fight. six pounds so i don't know if and oh. she had already backed out against me once oh okay
0: so still think... still a little bitter in there right you got a little you got a little <laughs> edge. I, I, I get her
1: again good. i don't know <laughs> yeah. if that was part of it or i don't, i don't i just before that fight i'd had like three or four back out very mm. last minute like i was already on weight everything was done and this so, happens
2: often to fighters where you train you do the a whole time. camp you do everything you're ready to go you make weight your opponent doesn't make weight or doesn't mm-hmm. show up they just bail on the fight because yeah. they're scared probably you know what i mean it happens a lot
1: i think that's part of it and i think i've noticed with a lot of girl fighters at least i think the weight is oh, okay. probably a lot of it too mm-hmm. um you know just cutting weight because I mean it's hard and it's Mm. it's hard when you're a girl too because you just your body a lot of the times you're
0: subject to other variables yeah it doesn't
1: it doesn't agree so mm -hmm. like you know
0: a 10 pound weight cut for you is different than a 10 yeah, pound for wake up a guy. For, I yeah. mean, a guy can go into the, the same weight. Yeah, can yeah. go into
1: the gym and just sweat off like ten pounds doing, and you do the same workout and lose one. Like mm-hmm. you know, so there's. A, I think that has to do a lot of it. But, Such a
0: cruel. it's just. Not, oh, it's terrible. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. <laughs> it's really um, not fair.
1: But yeah, I mean that. But I'm fight, glad I'm,
0: I'm 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 glad I'm on my side of it. Yeah. But I can honestly <laughs> you say that's should be. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got robbed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, that fight that was a really good fight, and it was funny because I actually did like a little interview. Oh, can you
2: tell us when was the fight? I mean that years
1: fight uh, was not this past November. It was a November before. Oh, okay, so, so it's two years ago. Yeah, a or year and some change, and a half. yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you it's, feel...
1: It's been a little bit, but... And, but
2: you feel like you've been, like, since that time, you may be evolving a little bit more into... Oh, I've uh, grown
1: so, so much. Yeah, cool. Um, I've been through quite a few fight camps, too. Um, some of them, you know, it's fallen through, but I feel like I've grown so so much since then um but that was definitely an on night like mm-hmm. you hear fighters talk about like an on or off night that one was definitely an on night for me yeah it was cool um, to see
2: it i was i was excited to, to watch it and be like all right she's like been kicking some ass yeah. I, want, I, I wanted to talk to you even more after i saw that video <laughs> um what was this i was gonna say what did you um uh your fight is coming up on what's the actual date of the fight because
1: um february 23rd
2: february 23rd mm-hmm. and it's in charlotte north carolina durham durham mm-hmm. north carolina um it, but you keep saying fight camp fight camp okay so especially again for our listeners who tune in because they want to hear about sculpting mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> why yeah.
2: why yeah. tell us what a fight camp is
1: um well i train all the time so mm-hmm. even if i've got a fight or if i don't i'm still in the gym mm-hmm. every night still you know training getting better um but if how i many, camp how many
2: nights a week do you do this
1: i do it three three nights during the week and then um some saturdays and then we spar on sundays okay um along so, with like other workouts you know but those right. that's like my actual training like kickboxing okay um but a fight camp, you know as soon as like you get a fight booked which this was actually the longest fight camp i've ever had most of the time i have a month mm-hmm. like so i've got about four weeks um this one i've known since a little after the beginning of the year mm-hmm. so quite a bit longer um but that's just kind of like when you really like hone in your skills you know mm-hmm. you're really pushing it you're really a lot of people you know if you know what the other fighter does what their strengths are you'll kind of train for that specific person mm-hmm. yeah um to really like hone in your skills for the specific fight <laughs> um there's a lot of people that don't train unless they've got a fight right sure <laughs> but i'm definitely not one of those i enjoy it too much there's just no way and there's there's so much time that you could be growing and getting better outside of fight camp. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't just limit yourself to it, but it's kind of that mm-hmm. time to just zone in, you know, get your weight right, eat right. Um,
2: Tighten everything down and yeah. get everything straight. And like you say, and even, you know, shift your, your focus to, uh, to get into a situation where you're, you're maybe, you know, uh, specifically tailoring your training to the appointment you're mm-hmm. going to face. So and that's something you definitely advocate for. You do that.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say like I really watch like a lot of video or mm. anything like that, but you know you kind of look like say you had a southpaw point, opponent, you know you'd really try to um, work things that would work on a southpaw, you know right. you kind of train for that. Um, my opponent, she's actually on the shorter side, mm-hmm. so I've been working on staying long, working you know my jab, my teeps, a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more than I normally would just kind of like focusing on that, focusing on my speed. Cause where she is a lot shorter than me, I, she's probably going to like rush in and try to be on the inside. Uh huh. So I've been trying to work more on staying, you know, using my reach Yeah, that's. and cool. stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I love it. That's, that's probably a lot of footwork too. I would imagine just, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's, I mean, I, I'm really tall for my weight class, so it's something that I work on mm-hmm. anyway, but she's, I think six inches shorter than me.
2: Oh, wow. So
1: probably about five or six yeah, but yeah. um so that's just something that we've kind of added to because um, a lot of times when they're that shorter they'll be quicker coming in they'll fight on the inside so it's just yeah. i need to work my movement and my you know my reach and stuff so, like that
0: so when you're uh researching an opponent do you ever get to a like i'm curious about the levels of which this could go to borderline obsession. stalking <laughs> total obsession <laughs> right because like i feel like like, like i think about so like my wife like i've said she's a notorious sort of researcher of anything on the internet i can just i can just give her one like i can just say like i wonder what's the best whatever thing or something we need a thing and then i'll get like the full consumer reports download or whatever it is Mm -hmm. or if it's like what what's what are they building over there like i will know (laughs) everything about it she's really good like that she's really sort of detail oriented but I was just imagining, as you were sort of talking about that, I was just imagining like, okay, if I were a fighter and I was going to fight somebody, she would she would be so wound up because of you know because she cares about me or says she, you know whatever <laughs> and <laughs> claims and so she, she claims to care and she would want <laughs> yeah. she would want to do something to sort of contribute or help and I swear that would be like the number one like to put her as like because she's actually said like I really would love to be a private investigator yeah uh-huh. you know that's cool and so I just wonder like to what extent of like private investigating are you willing to admit or have observed others do? Because here's the thing, I think it'd be super valuable if you can see like, man, a lot of like weird vague booking about their relationship status, you know, or like yeah. so, like everything's like a psychological in on some level. You can decode probably a lot about what, yeah. what somebody's temperature is. Yeah, work them up at the press conference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So I guess I'm just wondering like, how far do you go to uh, stalk people?
1: I mean, personally, I try to not let myself do it because I could be though, like we? your wife yeah, and yeah. just totally like zone <laughs> yeah. in and know everything about yeah. them. Um, once. I accept the fight because I don't really do, you know, it's so rare for me to actually get offered a fight and actually get it booked. So, you know, I've never said no to a fight. You know, I want to fight as much as I can, you know, so I can learn as much as I can. So, like, after I accept it, you know, they tell me the person, I kind of, like, look them up and, you know, real quick kind of see, like, what I can see, their record, you know, kind of how they fight, stuff like that. (laughs) And then I'll, I'll, you know, if I can find a video on them, I'll watch it just to kind of see, like, how they fight, and then I try to leave it at that. Not? There's nothing
0: going on in your brain that's like, I'm prettier than her, I have better striking, <laughs> I have better footwork.
1: Oh no, I definitely, when, so when I watched short. the video. She, yeah. she, I, mean, it, I it, can't it believe she tapped mind, to that. But. She's got,
0: <laughs> she, I don't know how she didn't escape that. That is, you know, maybe if she wasn't, you know, so consumed with herself. <laughs> She could have known how to get out of that choke, <laughs> fight those hands. No,
1: I think you could definitely get into it that much, but I try not to let myself because I don't. I just I try to like focus on my training and stuff like that. But there's definitely people out there that will that'll you know well, talk talk on Facebook and well look at the, the highest talking and stuff. Look at and, the
0: highest level, like Conor McGregor, yeah, and like what he did with the Khabib fight, like where he was, uh, yeah, bringing out deep geopolitical mm-hmm. insights oh yeah he had people searching for him for fan- sure yeah i mean but it wasn't he like- should have been practicing his striking. That was- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that too. Uh, yeah. getting uh, up off the ground uh, um i can appreciate that did you did you see that fight when oh had- yeah yeah
1: no I'm a, I'm a huge khabib fan i've yeah. always really mm. liked him
0: it's funny because in the in the wake of it i was kind of just happy to see connor lose and to lose so emphatically and everything mm-hmm. and then all the shenanigans whatever shenanigans i don't really care about that but but the point is like after i was amazed at how after re-watch, rewatching it and then sort of hearing other people's points of view about it people being really conciliatory towards connor and being like he did a, he actually did a really good job and pointed out their reasons for that and i was i kind of softened me up a little bit i was like wow he actually kind of you know it was only that one it was like the second round where he just that was where everything just went yeah, upside they, down well, but his first round was so like according to plan you know sort of if you get taken down and you get taken like you know he's not going to put anything heavy on you just let it happen mm-hmm. uh, you know not to the rope-a-dope level but like something right, right? yeah and, yeah uh, so anyway I just thought it was interesting so I guess I was just if you've seen that I would as a if I was a, a fighter I think that that would be an interesting insight to have so I was just curious like did you think that he did pretty well or were you kind of like no uh, there's no way to write that any um, better than what you just saw
1: i think i was sort of really biased about yeah, it yeah there
0: you <laughs> go I, I can appreciate that yeah
1: so i mean like i said i'm a huge khabib fan so um. i was i was really pulling for him um the whole time but i mean i think it's hard to even like train for his ground game because mm-hmm. um, he's so good i mean it's insane you'll, you're like out the fights this past weekend uh one of the corner men was yelling at their fighters to khabib like mm-hmm. yeah i mean
0: yeah, it's like a thing. When you're that level, Khabib. like yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> yeah.
1: only do so well against. Well, the it, good news so. is that
0: person didn't instantly jump over the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, right, right, right in the middle of the fight. Like what well, you Dude. said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> run out the cage <laughs> like, bucket. Just jump, jump it. <laughs> eagle. And how the hell was Dylan Dennis there again? <laughs> hey, oh my god, this my is god. a fix. <laughs> no but, uh, but uh, so have you seen um, there's a new so I don't know who the hell this person is it's like the Mixed Molly Whoppery YouTube channel guy he has oh, yeah, this like, like, like some guy. weird Jersey guy yeah I like that guy So I subscribe to that channel so did you see the um, the Shaolin of Dagestan not yet no I, ju- I actually
2: I just, I just clicked on that yesterday and was like oh I'm gonna watch it later Oh man, is it great? I really hoped that you
0: had seen it because I kind of wanted to talk about. It. But we'll talk I about like it next time. I like the way time. he talks, uh, the Shaolin of Dagestan. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like
0: he's the guy at the donut shop or something. Totally, but you know, he's really good. He's very knowledgeable, man. He's yeah. great. But anyway, you probably haven't seen these things. But, no. uh, <laughs> but anyway, but there's this. Uh, it's basically going back. It's it's essentially like a reconstitution of a lot of like Al Jazeera uh, mm-hmm. coverage that happened. That's mm-hmm. actually going to. Um, I forget his name and probably could never pronounce it. But like the the figurehead coach that started the place mm-hmm. up in the mountains. That's yeah the place where they send all the kids. And yeah, yeah. This whole it's really like some new, Batman shit. It is. <laughs> yeah. But, I, got, but, but I, I had always just heard about it. I hadn't really seen anything. You get you get a full like historical tour of the whole thing, and it's all from the point of view of uh, uh, what gave birth to uh, Zabit. Mm-hmm. And and so it's crazy because they go and they show the the gym, and it's it's all these other Zabits just the same it's terrifying same spins like these really tight like um, uh, spinning kicks and like there's, there's like a, a really it's fucking b- cool man there's, there's, <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even I've never struck anything really uh, I've been struck <laughs> uh, 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 but but just even just observing it, just in terms of movement, you could just see the signature of yeah. of what was being cultivated there. Anyway, I highly recommend you go watch us the, yeah, sh- the Shaolin up, of Dagestan. It just came really out like three or four days ago. Mm. Uh, but he's the guy that put out the documentary right around that that whole thing, showing like the weird like Russian mob tied things or whatever. That, yeah, it was really that, good. That, that like people in, by and large, or even in the media, are actually just afraid to acknowledge or talk mm-hmm. about because of the implications. So. I say he's got a cool <laughs> video too about. Uh, it's called like. Uh, um uh
2: what's his name uh TJ Dillashaw it's called like TJ D- versus alpha male or something like that and it huh. basically goes through the the rivalry and then the three fights you know the two Cody fights and then uh what's the other was there another one I'm leaving out or something oh, i guess the fight not dom was in the alpha male um did he fight somebody else did he fight uh Anyway, it's about the it's about that it's about TJ Dillashaw, Alpha Male, uh-huh. but it's specifically going through like the the story of these fights where he basically just shuts them down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so now, do dude, um, I, I was first I don't know how this happened today, but I ended up re-watching just the first round or two of uh, Julie Kedzie versus Misha, Misha Tate and Straight Force. I don't That's know how so but, esoteric. <laughs> like, well, my YouTube just does weird shit. Uh-huh. Like it just it goes on autopilot or something. Right. I leave the room and, and then I come too. back yeah. and it's just like Go this is what you're going to hole. watch now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not doing anything like healthy for me. Like here's how to make money or yeah, here's how to do this better. It's just like watch these people fight. Yeah,
2: more fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh,
0: I, sometimes I feel like I gotta just like but just walk just, away. I, but, but, <laughs> but when I saw it, I got a real soft spot for a minute because I was like, man, Strikeforce was awesome Mm -hmm. and the the female uh fighters in that era in that time were really cool i just didn't know if you had like people that you sort of modeled or uh you know sort of respected from that sort of era and time
1: um that was kind of before i got into fighting yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm not really familiar with it too yeah. much I mean because I've only been I mean I've only been competing for a couple of years Yeah. Mm-hmm. so that was kind of around like the same time that I've started so
0: and it wasn't even necessarily something you were really exposed to except no, for in the like realm when, of what you were doing yeah even when yeah. I
1: started I wasn't like big into like watching it I'd catch like some US, UFC fights and stuff like that because it was kind of like around the time that like Ronda Rousey got big Yeah. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's so crazy she to was, see
0: how that's happened now so much in the past mm-hmm. it's yeah. crazy to me that that's already like the past
1: yeah well it was so quick too yeah. mm-hmm. I mean she kind of did her thing you know paved the way and did her thing and now she's out you know like doing yeah that's true
2: too that's true too yeah it's interesting how many um how many women have i mean at least in our bubble of people who are interested in this stuff it's like it's it's weird that it it took time for that for the women's division to happen and then once it happened it's like now there's like a whole pantheon of fighters just like the guys have that are like Outstanding, you know what I mean? I mean, really, really great fighters, you know. And no, you know, there's, it's, it's not like Ronda Rousey was like this one phenomenal person, and then it sort of women's MMA isn't really a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. That could have
0: happened, but like, like the 145 division in the UFC, yeah, Yeah. totally, totally, it could have been just essentially that, yeah, 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 and the whole thing came and faded out, gone,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. But
0: instead, we have
2: all these amazing fighters, and and in in my perspective, it's 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 somehow it's much more mainstream than women's boxing ever has been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't really I don't really I don't even ever see women's boxing on yeah. TV really.
1: Mm-mm. You know what I
2: mean? But I see women fight all the time on, oh, on UFC. You know, MMA fights, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I think it's my favorite fighting to watch because there's just so I think there's so many there, the flexibility and they're mm, ruthless. And I mean, the, and, they and, and, yes, they the, they go
1: after each other like you know a lot harder than yeah. Do. Like when you I mean, see like, the
0: fury in ghana's eyes, like the fury of a mother.
1: <laughs> like that's the next. Oh, I like, know like, every, that's the one if thing I, that, if, if you don't have any fight, kids, right? No, I don't. Like, but see, if that's, what I, I, that's what I'll be afraid if of. If I get uh, paired up, like if I ever if I go into a fight and I know that she's a mom, like oh okay, this is like a different level. I do. I think about that because I'm like you know if she can handle motherhood, then yeah she can handle this fight for yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> yeah she's like she's trying to feed feed her family <laughs> yeah. right now yeah so
1: i definitely do take that into consideration too. yeah that's interesting
2: <laughs> i hadn't thought of that but i hadn't really thought about that um uh what was what was uh i was gonna say too i think one thing that's interesting is you know you look at the slow i mean i basically my interest in mixed martial arts it it kind of i was sort of exactly the target audience for the the the, uh, what's it, the UFC TV show? Ultimate right? Fighter. Ultimate mm-hmm. Fighter. Yeah. That thing, when that thing first came out, it was like, I was a sitting fucking duck and I was like, ooh, this seems interesting. Whoa, what are the crazy rules to this thing? You know what I mean? And you're like, this is
0: so much better than the infomercial I was just <laughs> watching then, at then, three I, in the morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no,
2: no, I'm, I'm just sort of like, it, it, it I, Caught my interest immediately. I was already interested in martial arts. I had mm-hmm. already done some martial arts and things. a picture in my head of you, like Doritos all over <laughs> your place, like, <laughs> like, like on the couch. Hey, this is cool. <laughs> What's he, why is he on the ground? <laughs> He's retar- why is he hugging that guy so close? <laughs> I was very confused by the jiu-jitsu when I first saw it, of course, like everybody was. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is out of, this is out of control. But anyway, but I, I, I fell for it, loved it. And then I pretty quickly got uninterested in it because The fighting was so fucking primitive at that time that Mm -hmm. it was so and it was all just large fighters. They didn't have any of the lighter weight classes, none of the women, nothing like that. So it was all just big, tough guys fighting for like 45 seconds or whatever, three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the fight is them like leaning on each other against a cage. And it was so fucking boring and I fucking hated it. And then. As the sport developed over the years, it got a lot more interesting and a lot more better fighters started happening. The fighting evolved over time, blah, 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 blah. Okay, all that said, by the time Ronda Rousey happens and the women's division happens, it's like half those guys that I loved back then are now coaching them. yeah. And they they already know this whole fucking story and they're coming to them from here. Mm-hmm. And it's been crazy to see like how quickly the The women's side of things has been able to develop because it hasn't had to fucking figure it all out from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, they've, they've you know? definitely
1: had a lot more coaching, and I think like one reason Rhonda was so good is you know she grew up in it. Mm-hmm. So I think we're we're starting to like kind of like turn the corner of all these people that have kind of like started it when they were my age, you know, mm-hmm. in their twenties, but then we're starting to see the fighters that you know grew up doing it like Mm -hmm. Khabib you know he was one of those he grew up doing it right and i think that's where right you can see the different levels of Mm -hmm. fighters but then i can't wait in the next couple years when the majority of them are the ones that grew up in it Mm -hmm. and just you know there is
0: like a sort of a a a culmination that's going to happen where everybody that's in the game is all born natural mma yeah instincts from the get you know kind of a thing uh kind of like i think that the first person that came in that was really i think the first Shining portrait of that was Rory McDonald. I was just
2: thinking of Rory, yeah.
0: Like, it was like, oh, he's just an MMA guy. He's not modulating anything in his brain about styles or approaches. And I, I, you know, again, I don't know a lot about fighting necessarily, but I, I have sort of heard people talk about how, um, and this is hard for, I think, maybe people that just don't know a flat anything about it to understand. This is the, actually getting the stuff I think is most fascinating. So for instance, even just the essence of what mixed martial arts is, is if you come up a wrestler and you have to adapt what you're doing to become an MMA sort of iteration of wrestling inside an MMA format situation mm-hmm. rule set and consequences, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, and so I think that... Uh, there's certain instincts I, I, I just find that really amazing because it means that you have all these instincts that you've either got to sort of curtail or reshape Yeah. like because you've drilled like we talked about yeah. you've done all these things to create these these sort of instinctive reactions and then it's like oh but you can't like in, in, you can't a, do in that a pure when, wrestling situation, absolutely yeah. you would do X. Yeah. But in, in, in an MMA situation, you will get kneed in the face. Right. And so you have to think about this differently or your mm-hmm. head has to go to the outside or where, you know, yeah. I don't know what it is. Right. But there's you're, some. You're all over it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so so I think that that's, I, I try to modulate that to other things to try to figure out like what the the equivalent is. And this is sort of the territory that we kind of get into that I think uh sort of why we even started doing this uh but like so in the act of like say uh, painting or uh, photography or something or you know uh like a visual m- medium you know I'm, I'm trying to think like it it's kind of like if if you were a studio photographer that did portraits and you could take the time to control your own lighting mm-hmm. and set everything up perfectly to where you're only really worried about focus or mm-hmm. composition and just those basic things and that's really all that you're you're worried about and so you can become like this kind of master of those things inside that construct of a Mm -hmm. fixed environment of rule set or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it and then all of a sudden you know it's like uh you want to do photojournalism and so you're going to go to a war zone and you're going to be wearing a jacket and running around for your life trying to take equally a you know quality uh picture just just because you're a photographer doesn't mean you're a photographer right just because you're a wrestler doesn't mean you're an MMA wrestler yeah yeah, would that be fair to sort of parallel no, yeah okay. I, I would definitely I mean, maybe the war torn imagery was probably a bit heavy but yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good I liked it I was kind of going with it it just felt like I was sort of
2: daydreaming yeah yeah every now and then I want to be like a war photographer I think about that that'd be fun or like a writer like a correspondent like in a war zone well, i think that's what we need
0: is like artisanal slow dispatches from the, yeah, from, yeah. the from the front lines <laughs> right? right yeah because like, everything else is on twitter so like where's the guy that's like languishing with a typewriter in some tent yeah with like pouring whiskey on his wounds yeah and, that's the guy like, That's me. It, like waxing, waxing
2: poetic about what happened today yeah, like fucking hemingway in the spanish civil war or something it's just like
0: it was a cold day <laughs> yeah. right it's not just like hashtag ww3 <laughs> Yeah. <exactly. laughs> hashtag World War III. that's gonna happen unfortunately <laughs> but so so do you, you probably have i mean you've been through a, like, at least you know karate and some other disciplines so like what are the extent or uh, of all your sort of disciplines and where do you feel like you've had the most success weaving like putting things together as you would say or you know putting it all together uh what has it been your experience doing that
1: um well i mean when i switched over i mean even from my old gym to now coming to nashville and training under chris mm-hmm. i had to learn a lot of things over because how and i still go back to my roots and get in trouble sometimes and throw my karate kicks but mm-hmm. um it's a lot different so I, I really had, I mean, like, I knew the basics, but I kind of had to, like, switch it over to, like, my to Muay Thai, you know. Because mm-hmm. a Muay Thai kick and, a kick, and a, like, a karate kick, completely different. Can you so,
2: do your best to explain to our audience why um, they're different? Well, like, a hard. karate kick, most <laughs> of
1: those are more, like, snappy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I would say they're probably more, like, if you saw somebody throwing, it would be, like, prettier, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. It's just more snappy and clean. And... um like they don't look powerful in a way like they just they look good um but like a muay thai kick like it's like its purpose is to hurt you Mm -hmm. like it's driving like you are driving your body like through the other person um so it's a lot different um just the mechanics of it Mm -hmm. so i had to really like learn how to switch that over and kind of make my pretty kicks strong kicks
2: mm-hmm. if that
1: makes sense mm-hmm. um,
2: a lot of it's in there's just that that uh sort of uh, that twist on your foot and that turn your hip all the way over yes mm-hmm. and that's like what gives you all that power in a yes. mui Thai kick where like you're saying in a, a karate front kick or something mm-hmm. you're just gonna lift your knee and flick your foot out there yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's gonna be quick and that yep. might be good but but you're not going to smash somebody's leg two or three times and have
1: yeah. them quit a fight. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you might have one of those good high ones that can knock somebody <laughs> yeah. out. But it's, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. But um, I really enjoyed the process of switching that over. And I mean, it's been hard because, like I said, I still will go back to my roots. Like if I get tired, my kicks start to get a little bit more flicky than they should <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but you're like, that was a rip. Yeah. yeah exactly. we'll, we'll be hitting pads or something. I'm like, oh, there was my karate kick. <laughs> but um, that I like the challenge of it. I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that I enjoy about fighting and training so much is the challenge and like how how like mentally and physically you have to keep working at it and like every day. Like you don't just like you're not like all of a sudden you have got it. Like you have to constantly work at it and get better because you might have it like pretty on the pads. But mm-hmm. then once you go up to somebody, it's completely different.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it sucks when, when people start moving around trying not to get hit oh yeah. it
1: sucks and then when they try to hit you back
2: <laughs> it gets so much harder yes. it, it makes you so
0: much more tired yep <laughs> you ever get to uh, you ever get to the point where you're like listen I've spent a lot of time kicking a bag and now you're just moving around <laughs> <laughs> can you just stand yeah. still
1: can you just stay there please and let me hit you <laughs>
2: yeah you really want to, you want to be able to do that but it it is and it's like a uh, I think I think you're right and it's it's like that that every one of those things every one of those levels is a whole other thing and something like sparring I mean it's like you can only learn that by doing that yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that's hours and hours and hours and days and days and days and like you say that's something too that if you do go regularly if you are committed to like having the sustainable sort of training that you know yeah in a few months since since you've had your fight booked you've probably already gotten significantly better at something that you're focused on Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
1: yeah and it's like um you never know when you're gonna get it Mm -hmm. so you know you might have one day in the gym and you just can't get that you know that one combo or that one like certain kick but you never know like when it's gonna click and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you've got it you know and you can really start putting Mm -hmm. things together and um like, one thing, training with Ashley, um, mm. that she always, you know, if I'd come into the gym and, like, I was tired or what wasn't having a good day, she's like, these are the days that matter most. Like, mm. these are the ones that you learn the most from because, you know, when you get in the ring, you're not always going to feel great. Mm. You, you know, you're not always going to be completely on. You're not, you know, you're not always going to feel the best. You know, you might not have recovered from your weight cut good enough, mm. you know. So, it's, it's always important to, like, always get in there and always try your hardest. Mm-hmm. And... um, I get in my head a lot that's probably one thing i struggle with the most is like i'll get in there and i'm not doing the best and i just get like frustrated you know Mm -hmm. but um i've got a lot of good people around me that kind of like help keep my head straight and like Mm -hmm. just you know don't worry about it block it out just keep keep hitting the pads you know Mm -hmm. keep keep doing it um so i think that's one thing that really helps me a lot is just even though if i'm having a bad day i just try to like focus get through it because again you never know Mm -hmm. when it's gonna click and you you know you've got that new new move that you've been working on for days or weeks yeah
2: and all of a sudden you're landing it that feels good doesn't it oh yeah i think one thing that always you know i that i always I, i mean i don't even try to remember it i mean i fucking keep this at the forefront of my thoughts which is that i've learned that and part of this is because i'm much older than you are but i've learned that it's like one of the things that prevents me from having that good day in the gym is the fact that I've just had too many days in the gym and I need to go home and do yoga for a couple of days yeah. and then come back and let this sore leg get unsore from where Kyle kicked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and and now all of a sudden I can throw that high kick all day long, but I just cannot do it right now because I'm yeah. just too beat up. So what do you what, what are some of your solutions for, what do you have to do in order to be able to train this much? What else do you have to do?
1: Um, I, I think that's one thing that I also struggle with too, especially when I get closer to my fights. I just, Mm. I'm like, I've got to be in the gym. I've got to be working out as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it comes to a point that your body's like, hey, I need a break. Mm -hmm. Um, So Chris always tells me ice baths. uh-huh that's that's a big one i like ice baths um but you actually bath.
2: you actually do the ice bath
1: yes i did one monday night oh, <laughs>
2: so you just do that at your house or what Are yes. oh wow yeah, you okay. go
1: you go by the bags of ice and, and you literally them just pour jump in there in the in. Ice bath.
2: i see that, I see people tell me i mean I've, of course i hear this or i see these fighters doing that and part of me is like man maybe i should do an ice bath
1: oh no <laughs> yeah. it sucks when you're in there but you it really does it does work what's it, gonna, gonna mean, happen when i get out. out
2: like what's do i just automatically feel great uh so, i mean like my life, I, it feels
1: i mean you can feel like it almost like just feels like a weight kind of lifted off of your legs i mean i think that oh. would be like the best oh. way um to explain it but then there's also i mean days that you have to know like uh sunday i sparred extremely hard trying to get ready for this fight we had the um Waco kickboxing um team in that came mm. and sparred with us so we had a huge gym we went wow. for i think like over two hours mm-hmm. so my leg was kind of like busted up from that a little bit so like the past two nights i was like i'm not you know throwing kicks with that legs mm. just a let it heal up. So yeah. you kind of just will have not to not disclose
0: which leg it is, just in case your opponent does. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's already that, what that if your opponent bath. is stalking? Yeah. No, no, no,
1: that ice bath. It's, like, Kick that
0: leg. It's, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's already back to normal. But yeah. I mean, you just you have to listen to your body. Because I mean, your your rest and recovery days are just as important as mm-hmm. as all that time that you're spending in the gym. Yeah,
2: I love the rest and recovery part of all this.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, till you take that ice bath. You're gonna love that yeah, one too. Yeah, yeah, I think the Epsom salt
2: bath works, but the ice bath is 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 that that's the ice bath is basically an inflammation thing is that correct it's supposed to be um, like sort of just like
1: yeah and I think it's supposed to help with like the soreness a lot okay. too. Um the
0: soreness, Ugh, yeah. the soreness. Well, drawing, blood, <laughs> drawing blood through the muscles right like okay it, is that what it's doing it like it doesn't it's gonna pull it's gonna actually like constrict blood mm-hmm. like it's gonna withdraw blood and then release blood back through the muscles right just okay by definition wouldn't you think
1: I don't I know I think bro. that sounds great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that sounds good I, mean, <laughs> I feel better already yeah God, it's so funny yeah. how much stuff I can say all, uh, you know yeah. and, and as long as you just say it with headphones on and looking into like yeah um, like I'm um, talking into a microphone people are like it's probably it's probably true that I'll sounds real it.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but so, I do I have a lot of issues with that stuff and like you know not so much I don't really have any problems with my knees or anything but like my my legs get sore my hips get fucking so sore from kicking and mm-hmm. also my shoulders like I'm here I am like last night Kyle had me just throwing so many punches now it's like oh i can't wait i need to go home and get get my like my i got to have like a racquetball you know what i mean and oh, you like yeah. roll around in that racquetball oh it feels so good
0: but see you're you're, <laughs> you're you're still young enough to though to be in like the invincible age i
1: wish i mean (laughs) you're still like the the bounce back
0: i thought he was talking to me Uh, (laughs) no we're of the age where like you know every every little pain is sort of like a attached to like a memory or an experience (laughs) now from long ago yeah you know whereas like for for you you're still you've got a little bit of springy uh uh quick rebound probably and, and so as much as like cuz i can't i can't tell that you sparred on sunday but yeah. if i sparred for 2 hours on sunday you would be like are you okay
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> like you should <laughs> probably go to the hospital dude we, that happened like 3 days ago <laughs> <laughs> jesus oh
1: well, definitely i mean taking that recovery time and stuff that always helps and then even doing some workouts to help kind of like loosen up the soreness i think that helps a lot cuz i'm even when i'm not training like i'm still working out i do burn boot camp oh yeah uh, in um west on west end Mm. so that definitely helps because they have a lot of cardio classes too that kind of i get in there for an hour and kind of helps loosen me up before i go to training
2: oh okay that's cool Um, so
1: i think that helps quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and then also stretching i think stretching is one of the most important things that you can do to help help recover for sure
2: are you doing that after you train no i do it before
1: before i get off um it's actually my same building that i work Uh so i'm super lucky so convenient i'll get off work and then that um, is in
0: compliance (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) and then i just i go into burn do that workout um i do that about five days a week wow um and then i'll just go straight from there to training Mm mm-hmm um, and you, then you're
2: you're a gym rat.
1: I am. <laughs> I am because then I also um, whenever I can I fit in. I've been running mm-hmm. and like you were talking about earlier, working out in the mornings. I've been trying to do as many runs in the mornings uh-huh. as I can.
0: And you just run into um, your neighborhood.
1: Uh, treadmill. Mm. Oh, okay. So I've been. I'm, trying I'm more
0: interested to... in like what areas of your life that you were completely irresponsible or not doing the right things, <laughs> or like it's what's fight what's, camp. what's it's your
1: it's when you're in fight camp, yeah, yeah. totally what's your, Like, <laughs> what's your
0: cheat day look like? You
1: know, or... uh, well, I actually I've had one one cheat meal since I've been kind of in this fight camp. What was your cheat um, meal? Pharmacy burger. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, I haven't been there in a while. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Do you live on the uh, east side?
1: no I actually live in Bellevue Oh, okay yeah. kind
2: of Bellevue is kind of an interesting area it's really sort of turned into
1: yeah it's growing for sure we ended
2: up over there one time uh, I think we weren't going to I still go I, I go there every so often because I love um what's the um, McKay right the used bookstore right Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and records and everything else um, so we gone there to, to you know sell some stuff or something and then uh, my wife was just looking at the map I think on the phone and we wanted to go to uh, like a restaurant or something and, and we ended up going to this place that's like a tavern that's actually owned by these people from Michigan I'm originally from Michigan mm-hmm. and like they had all this weird Michigan stuff everywhere mm-hmm. and I'm like what is what's going on with the Michigan stuff it's like oh yeah our owner is from Michigan and so he's got like old tigers pennants on the wall and shit but it was super great they had great beer great menu it was awesome and it's like you know places like Bellevue and Donaldson that used to seem so removed from Nashville mm-hmm. it's like they're just doing their own they got their own coffee houses they got their own yeah. craft beer bar they got mm-hmm. all that shit but yeah. they just do it themselves Yeah, they don't there's p-
1: like so many hole in the wall restaurants out there yeah that's um, great yeah I really I really enjoy it there's I, and I'm still I've been out there for over a year and I'm still finding like new uh-huh. places and going to new places and stuff like Bellevue, that yeah, it's, it's cool. like the
0: Queens of Nashville it's the Queens of Nashville yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it is like I used to live in Queens for a while uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it's like you just you have the city and mm-hmm. there's like a lot of things going on in the city, but we're out here just one stop away underneath the East River mm-hmm. with a, you know, a little bit of where's space. The, where's the Jamaica Plains of Nashville? And that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> that, actually, that would be like Smyrna. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, well, yeah. yeah.
2: Far Rockaway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about being on the Far Rockaway would be like Hohenwald or something yeah. or was I was thinking being of... on the, the Long Island Railroad and like those Do yeah. you know
2: what I'm talking about like if you've been on that the, the train and like the fucking oh, yeah. the guys coming around with the like the, they, they have this esoteric ritual of like Punching the, your the ticket, ticket type puncher guy but like every single time you have it done somebody they do it differently and there's no rhyme or reason to any of this shit it makes no sense and then in the meantime just over the speaker they just keep telling you the next stop that's coming Far yeah.
0: Rockaway yeah so like one, one <laughs> Time, so it, it actually all of that because you know the seats are actually really comfortable so the same with yeah, that's cool i like it there. so with the metro north it's the same kind of mm-hmm. thing you just you're on a train train mm-hmm. you know commuter train and uh when, when i was uh, uh a young man uh, I was there in like 95 mm-hmm. and I was there by myself doing whatever but the, the point is that uh, I would take the train all the time but I I couldn't afford to live anywhere near the city so I lived north of New York City and it's a place called Terrytown, mm-hmm. which was about a 45 minute train ride out of Grand Central on oh, one okay. of these commuter trains so the thing was though is that so I would go into the city I would work all day and then had another thing that I would do at night at this club and then I would rush so mysterious science. So, i know so it's <laughs> now yeah. and then i would rush out. another thing i do i would rush at from night. from canal street <laughs> all the way up to uh to grand central at like the last train out is mm. like at 1 30 something in the morning and so i would rush up there and then if i missed the train mm. then I, I literally had to do this, like, because I was. This is before cell phones. This is before Uber safety <laughs> and uh, safety <laughs> before the <infinite> safety. <laughs> they didn't have safety. Yeah, and uh, and and so, I, you know, there were times where I would get to Grand, you know, sweating, get to Grand Central, and see the train leave, and you're just like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna walk around for you know, and just hang out or until just the stuck? sun comes up oh man maybe i can catch a nap somewhere on a bench or whatever <laughs> right or find a, like a hide a little spot inside grand central or something uh-huh. right like uh, and then the next day the <laughs> morning comes like i'm here for like i you know worked in midtown so i'd show up for work at eight in the morning uh-huh. or whatever it was you know and just be like okay that's what I could do back then when I was like, yeah, that's I was talking about you, right? Like you have this, like, like I would just blow my brains out right there in the middle of grand central. Like at this point I was yeah. like, you know what? I don't even really care to live anymore. This I'm is. just going to die. Yeah. Like this is way more efficient. <laughs> that's what's going to um, happen now. I'm no, just going to die. Um, <laughs> no, but the point is, you know, so, and then the other thing would happen is I would get on those trains and I would make the last train and I would be exhausted perhaps after one of the nights where I had missed and, you know, cause oh, I, no. and I would right and I would go out on the train and fall asleep on this train, and the last stop is like Poughkeepsie, mm. like two hours north of the city, hour and a half, whatever it is. An hour past where you're trying to get. <laughs> like like 45, like like I, I would, I woke up and they would be like, that's, you need to get off the train now. <laughs> and just be like. <laughs> and now you're in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> and then I'll be getting and off on a platform at like 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> like so far from where I need to be, and just being like, well, and it's the same thing at Grand Central, right? Uh-huh. Like well i guess i'll just wait for the morning train and then i will go back to work
1: <laughs> that sucks. That sounds like too much work yeah right?
0: that was the stuff like things were just occasionally there'd be like one lone. these are these are the kind of platforms you get left out there and it'd be just like you're just getting left out there's nobody around and it's so weird when there's no one around and then there'd be like one uh like a gypsy cab you know it's like a black car that's kind of a cab but like not really a cab mm. and yeah you know like it might just be a guy that has a black car that'll take you to wherever you want to go for probably like 75 bucks you know or whatever <laughs> and so you just have to weigh out you know yeah and i remember getting off the platform once and there was this uh woman who was uh she she was she had she was drunk and passed out on the train they and got and then she was like a young woman that was just like bumbling around the platform and there was one car there was one night where this happened. I'm going to tell a good feel good story that's just about myself. I directed, <laughs> I directed her to the one car. I didn't even want to like get in the car with her. I didn't want her to like have some weird it was the only car available. Mm-hmm. And I just said take take her I'm, I'm fine, and just stayed out there because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want her to like sort of come to and like <laughs> she's in the back of a cab with some rando mm-hmm. or whatever and uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh. anyway. Uh, But yeah, so um, those trains are are a great experience. And I don't know really why I went down that that wormhole, but it just reminded me of a time. If we had trains like that in Nashville, you wouldn't need a car, Brian. (laughs) That's true. true. I mean, you really don't need a car here. You can do fine, actually, without a car, but you just have to try. And I just didn't really want to. Uh, I yeah. just didn't want to try that hard It just. Oh, I don't blame you yeah it just well the, the other thing too is I keep thinking it's one of those things where they keep saying like it's going to be ready right? it's going to be ready You're oh like, but now this no, but it's, a, it's kind of an extensive repair that I'm doing or that they're doing that I'm enduring <laughs> so anyway I mean, as old his old classic car yeah and it's not even a cool car <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool to me <laughs> So it's pretty embarrassing. I'll it's cool to everybody. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, I'll tell you what it is, and you'll be like, "Oh, great! I have no idea what that is." What is it? It is a 1985 Celica, Toyota Celica GT. Yeah, I
1: have no idea. Hatchback. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: It's cool. It looks like a space car.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> it does. It looks like a space car. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's
0: so minty. It's really in good shape. Uh, no, it it has. Here's the best thing about it. I'm really into just nostalgia, as mm-hmm. you can tell. You're starting to learn this more about me, right? um when I uh, so I got this I found this car online Mm -hmm. but it was up in the northeast which is where you never want to buy a car but this one was like not rusted at all nothing and it was a one owner this it was uh so this car is you know whatever 30 something almost 40 years old and it was a one owner and it only had like 50,000 miles on it and it was from the 80s 85 and uh long story short I, I got it down here and I just bought it like i didn't go see it right or drive it down i just got mm-hmm. it trucked down here because i mean it would be insane i didn't know what kind of shape it was in or whatever uh ultimately uh so anyway it came back and and I, it, they dropped it off in front of my house and i remember getting out there and opening the door and then just the wash of car smell that hit me was like uh it was new car smell but aged like still in its time <laughs> from the 80s it was yeah it was old 80s new, new cars smell. <laughs> and it was the strangest thing <laughs> and so um, and I don't know what I don't even really know what constitutes Right, I guess it's like the adhesives and the fabrics and all the yeah. plastics and all the things sort of amount to this whatever that is mm-hmm. uh, And this, but this person I mean the, the, the inside of it is it's like no one's ever been there it's crazy so uh, and my wife is the same way she's just she loves that just getting that car, and so especially in the winter, if you turn the heat up and it starts to kind of like activate, mm-hmm. sort of whatever the <laughs> car smell is, we'll just drive around in this weird. Like, <laughs> it's almost like it's just spitting out weed smoke or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> like we're just like rolling, rolling around town, just just picking streets to go down, and yeah, you just fun. get lost in this whole sort of half-asleep, sort of mm-hmm. beautiful state of eighty-five <laughs> nostalgia <laughs> when when everything was, you know quote-unquote easier except for the threat of the you know the there's the cold war i guess and some other stuff, there's going, some on. stuff going on back then yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway i don't know what your thoughts are on the cold war <laughs> um we might be getting back to another one we might have like a, a everything's got to be a sequel now right cold war yeah hashtag cold war <laughs> <laughs> do you have like any uh, what, what, when you're a uh, Quote unquote, uh, being healthy and quote unquote, uh, training and quote unquote, uh, recovering.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what do you binge on Netflix?
1: Hmm. Right now, I don't have anything. I've kind of like ran well, out. Oh, you are. You're you
0: really there are dedicated. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, another good thing about my job is I can kind of have Netflix playing in the background. <laughs> so I've kind of like ran out of good things. Um, one thing I'm, I, <laughs> you're love like I work is a lot. <laughs> I love Riverdale.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it. So that's
2: like... Uh, uh, that's only that like the, the Archie season, so. comic, but it's yes. like updated in yeah. modern yeah. times? And
1: then it kind of takes like a supernatural spin in a way. Uh-huh. So it's... I don't think it follows the comics at all.
0: Yeah, it just um, sort of takes that universe mm-hmm. and does its own thing with it.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of like one current one that I'm definitely...
0: Mm-hmm. we had zach Dunzing on last episode and he's a fan fiction guy we just i didn't i didn't know, i'm sort of like the old man that like learns about like what people are doing now at this point <laughs> i didn't realize that i mean, i knew that fan fiction was a thing mm-hmm. i just don't think i realized to what level and magnitude but just when he was talking about how they what did he say they, he had a term he, for it um <sighs> they do a podcast about fan oh, fiction uh, scr- uh, sanding the serial numbers off or whatever you know So basically, people will take existing stories and then write their own variations based on those characters and perhaps Mm -hmm. some rules of the game from the Avengers, you know, sort of universe. And then maybe perhaps change some things or whatever. And then they kind of create this thing. And then it's this world sort of built from people writing all of this stuff. Uh, And then we were asking him about sort of like, how do people do people make money doing that? Or he's like, no, like mostly not. But the one way that they do is they what he said? Sanding the serial numbers off. Where basically mm-hmm. they'll take the story architecture and just swap out the characters. And he was saying that that's where, if, uh, like, that was uh, how Fifty Shades of Grey be- was a thing because mm-hmm. that was based on whatever the hell that I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just thought that was like a really interesting thing. It's like how do you you know, uh, how can you plan for like all these subcultures to happen and then know that like that's going to actually be profitable at some point. It's just a weird way to get there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <man. laughs> I just like going out to the, I just went weird. Right. I just went to left field. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where where, how do we get
2: there?
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: Riverdale. Riverdale, that's right. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. No,
1: that kind of makes sense yeah. because, I mean, oh, it's like- so now what I'm saying makes sense. It's a twist on the, <laughs> yeah. the comics, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean, know, yeah. I've never read the comics, but yeah. everybody that I've heard talk right. about what, it, that That's what it was, I guess that's yeah, my, that's that why I just failed to punctuate, like the that, the that's what it
0: sounds like to me, It's one of those kind of things. Yeah, where essentially, like, I could
2: write yeah a story about I could take like the Lord of the Rings and just change all the names and now all of a sudden it's my thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and he was talking about the idea too that like how so many, like how all the, that essentially like all of it's, everything's fan fiction because at the end of the day, you know, West Side Story is Romeo and Juliet, and mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet yeah. is this ancient fucking poem from Greece and all this stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like just this... keeps
1: building off of each other. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's really interesting. And and I, as you know, in the fighting thing too, it's all that as well. It's mm-hmm. like oh, I, you know, like like we see with like Israel Adesanya. It's like yeah, that's what it's I was like
1: about to bring up. Yeah, yeah he's like, like, like the new version.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and admittedly, so he's like, oh yeah, I fucking admired Anderson Silva yeah. since I started doing this. He inspired me to be here today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's
1: what that's what made that such a great fight. Just getting to see him I mean at the end like it about made me tear up because you, oh, yeah. you could see his love and respect for him you yeah, know when yeah. they hugged at the end
2: oh yeah and when they both like bowed down to each yeah. other they both oh, got I on their it. knees and bowed to each other I was just like fuck yeah, yeah man and I always I always feel I mean even though Anderson Silva's you know had his issues with performance drugs and all that stuff I always felt like a lot of what he did embodied all the things i like the best you know what mm-hmm. i mean he was always a very respectful fighter to other fighters as much as i remember um and he was also too he was like the guy who could do it was probably before i got to the point where i could appreciate the grappling more and that people were doing such high level grappling um but also it was like you know to me like the, his like style and flash and all
0: stuff it's like that's, a, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. That's why we want to do this. Style, we want to spe- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Bruce bro. Lee shit. Or even the opposite, <laughs> yeah. right? like where, when he fought uh, Chill Sonnen and, and was basically on his back for four rounds. Oh, yeah. And it looked like this was just going to be like a like a Chael Sonnen just yeah. put him on the ground and just Smash laid him. him there. And yeah. that was it. Mm-hmm. And then what, you're in the end of the, you know, in the very final moments mm-hmm. of the fifth round, mm-hmm. and you you gets a triangle from the bottom, I guess yeah. is what it was or something. And I then, think that's right. And then... Bam. Anderson Silva wins. And it was just like, yeah. you gotta be kidding me. Like, he's like this magician under any yeah, good point circumstance and through any means that is required to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that was When I was watching that fight, I'm sure you, you were kind of... It sounds like we were all doing the same thing, but I was just unusually nervous mm-hmm. just about watching it I was just sort of like on edge in uh-huh. this way that was because I just didn't want him to get hurt yeah yeah but I wanted it to be definitive whatever it was
2: yeah well it's, it's hard not to want to see two guys who are such exciting fighters and who do have this like relationship in terms mm-hmm. of their influence on each other it's hard not to want to fucking see that happen yeah. it's like oh yeah I mean that's part of the best thing about martial arts mixed martial arts is the fact that we do get to you know, say what happens when Connor fucking fights you know mm-hmm. Khabib. Yeah, you when the
1: styles are so different. Yeah, and what
2: happens? Does he fucking knock him out, or does he get smashed? You know what I mean? And well, now we know, and that yeah. was fun. <laughs> 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 but I feel like you know you want to see that. But I always get nervous. I get nervous when I see any of the older guys fighting because I don't Pirated, want him to yeah. fight. Basically, it's like yeah. don't fight. Like don't don't. Yeah, don't, they kind of reach I don't want to see. That's... I don't want to see
0: Anderson get fucking
2: wheel kicked.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're gonna go ahead and suggest to you right now that you not fight until you're 43 or 44 (laughs) (laughs) and i hope that you don't feel like that's just sort of crossing some line (laughs) so i think that we're gonna we're just gonna go ahead and cap it at least you know there okay so you're not allowed to fight past 43 past
1: i'm sure i won't make it anywhere close to that <laughs> so I think we're safe. Yeah. Well, the cool
0: thing is that's that's what i love too though is that the all the people that are fighters they have something that, that they do that's in parallel because they have to live and they, those things are symbiotic in some way then they really focus on the fighting get the most out of their of that as they can they're still you know you guys are all still martial artists and just living a certain way anyway mm-hmm. and then when you when the fighting thing is done then it's like what are are those phases of life they talk about or whatever but it's like there's a give back phase you know and i yeah i I love seeing how people handle that part uh really gracefully from the Mm -hmm. fighting perspective because there's some people that are just like now i'm gonna go and and it's fine you're like i'm gonna start a fashion line or like whatever like okay cool but there's a lot of i think probably by and large it looks like what most people do is they start you know coaching training Mm -hmm. or helping people in some other direct capacity Mm And so it's just a cool cycle. I mean, and we spend a lot of time trying to not like sort of defend, you know, but but there's a lot of people that just don't get it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you run into that, right? Yeah. Like where they're like, "Why would you do that?"
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's definitely kind of my plan in in fighting. Yeah. I want to get as much as I can out of it right now, you know, the yeah. next couple of years. And um, then I would love to be able to like coach under Chris someday and like pass on like everything that he's given to us Mm -hmm. because i mean he puts everything into his coaching you know like i mean we're family he's family yeah Mm -hmm. so i would love to be able to like carry on what he's taught you know especially because i I put so much time and effort into my own training that i would love to be able to like pass that on Mm -hmm. whenever it's time
0: well you'll have to um let people know how to you know find you and like in terms of whether people can go train where you are now mm-hmm. right so like yeah. how, if people want to do that how would they um, go about that uh
1: you can follow nashville mma i mean they've got a facebook and i think everybody on there is pretty active if you send them mm-hmm. a message and stuff they're really good at answering your questions stuff like that um you can always come in i think they do at least your first class for free mm-hmm. um so you can come in there come and see us our class is seven they've also got a beginner's class um ashley teaches a women's only class on sundays i think it's at two o'clock so girls get in there I mean I'm I'm the only one on the team so I would love to have some more girls in there with me Um, but you can find me on Instagram Andrea Elise Facebook Andrea Elise
0: L-E-E-S-E yep you got it yeah Um, and then so do you have any other uh, so I mean obviously you got a fight coming and then uh, Mm -hmm. what's the trajectory looking like like what do you expect for the year
1: Um, after that I think we're gonna shoot for a Waco kickboxing tournament in May Um, they just added Waco kickboxing to the World Games in Alabama Mm. I think it's 20. 2021 I think maybe. awesome she um does. So I think that's definitely on the agenda. But other than that, i um, actively looking for fights. So oh, anything well, that comes heard my that. way, yeah, oh, I'll is, definitely take it.
0: Do you have anybody you want to call out right now?
1: Uh, not that I can think of. Any. Uh, <laughs> 1, 115 to 120 females. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Really, really, tell, really, tell us one more time when the fight is. The fight is?
1: Um, It's February 23rd.
2: February 23rd. in
0: and, mm-hmm. we're, and it's... Uh, it's
1: Durham, North Carolina. I think it's Triangle Kickboxing Promotions. Triangle cool. Kickboxing
0: mm-hmm. Promotions. Okay, great. And that's a pun there because it's the research triangle part of the country. So that's
2: kind of of I'll, oh, that's I'll
1: kinda be posting funny. about it, and I'm yeah. hoping that they'll have a way that we can we can watch it online. So
2: Awesome. So if we find your socials, then you maybe by the time people hear this podcast, they can go to your Instagram or something, maybe you'll have a link where they can watch yeah, the fight. Yeah, yeah, I'll,
1: def- I'll definitely be posting about it and keep people updated yeah, about it for sure. Yeah, that's cool.
2: I like the way a lot of the smaller promotions now have some way to stream and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah cool.
1: well, expect, I mean, there's just not that many lo- local fight promotions, so I think mm-hmm. that's the best way um, you know, to get people involved, get people interested in it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and, so, and, and your opponent is going to show? And Fingers crossed. Make weight?
1: Fingers crossed. <laughs>
0: and this thing's going to be on?
1: Yeah, I'll be there and be ready, so.
0: And, and you will be ready, that's yep. it. So uh, Joe, you got anything? Man, I've got I got nothing going on, man. I'm pretty bored right now. Yeah. Pretty boring. I don't I'm really doing anything to plug. So, Andrew, how do you feel about uh, being on a podcast with like Joe? He's like, I got nothing going on. I'm like, I don't even have a car right now. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are awesome. Well, this I mean, am only inspiring. in the gym. That's all I do. So, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't think of anything. I I uh,
0: Got nothing going on. Nothing to br- nothing to brag about. Alright, well yeah, all the things I'm working on are sort of under the covers right now. Yeah. So I can't that didn't sound right. <laughs> uh, uh, they are not known to the world yet because yeah. they are in uh, they're not released yet yeah, or for reasons. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that inspires people to tune right into whatever the hell I'm doing. <laughs> um, no, but uh, really I can't thank you enough. It's been awesome to have you and you no, gotta thanks make for sure you come back. On. Will you come back after you've recovered and binge watched oh, some for things sure. and yeah. Yeah. worked out your uh you know uh, actually let's just say it'll be a quick one and it'll be easy recovery for yeah. you and then you can come back sooner than later oh yeah all right uh well thanks a lot i really appreciate it joe thank you thank you all right until next time
1: thanks guys
2: okay guys i love the art fight podcast and i listen to every episode even though i am a
0: robot trying to sound like an actual person i know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going how can i help go to anchor.fm forward slash podcast click on the button the big old button that says support this podcast and once you get there you'll have three options you can just choose the lowest level. You're going to pledge 99 cents a month to to our production, and and help us out again. Anchor.fm forward slash Art Fight Podcast. Click on support this podcast. All right, thanks everyone.